This is Talk Is Sheep, the official podcast of the Wild Sheep Society of BC, brought to you by Sitka Come along as we bring conversations that matter to you into the high alpine. My friendly co-host, Mr. Jesse Bone. How's it going, brother? Hi, Kyle. It's going well. Um, after a few technical issues, uh, we figured it out, but we got here. We got across the finish line, but um, going well. The sun was out yesterday, a little rainy today, but spring is officially sprung. It's time to get ready, and uh, that's what we talked about today. For a very serious mountain hunt. What kind of mountain hunting are you doing this fall, Mr. Bone? I am doing my first ever sheep hunt. I was lucky enough to draw a Northern BC tag. And so uh, me and a hunt buddy are going up and going up for opener. Uh, very excited. Um, yeah, man, I've never been on a sheep hunt. Uh, being a director at the society, it's kind of a surprise to a lot of people. Um, but I came to the sheep world through the biology and science and making films about sheep and issues and disease. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited to go up in Northern BC. I grew up in, I grew up in Terrace, born in Prince Rupert. I'm from the North, but I've never been that far North. I've been to Stewart and that's it, but nothing further North. So I'm excited to go up there. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. Uh, well, we've seen the, I don't know, whatever the different platforms where they make fun of us directors. Like uh, it's like learning learning how to sheep hunt from people that have never sheep hunted, right? On the board of directors, but uh, obviously that's not the main criteria. It's what we're doing for conservation and wild sheep, but uh, we also are hunters on our uh, as a as an organization. So uh, yeah, you're gonna go out, you're gonna get kicked out, and you're gonna harvest a twelve year old fanon, I think, and. Uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome, yeah. man. I, I'm excited because that, like, according to the new Thin Horn Management Plan that we were reviewing, that's kind of where we're going. I'm hunting right in the, like, Fannin zone, um, which, I don't know, I, I'm going to have some more conversations with Bill about the, the Fannin sheep and, you know, what the genetics are on them. Are there genetics? Is it just visual based on coat? Is it, you know, you know what all that is? Um, but according to kind of the genetic uh, map or blob that he has laid out in the plan that um, that they've drafted, that's that's kind of the hotspot for for Fannin. So maybe we have five native subspecies in BC, not just four, Kyle. Yeah, and actually our next podcast, which is with the Cunningham crew, um, and you weren't on that one, but we actually discussed that. So it's, oh, great. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, but for those of our listeners, though we talk about genetics and fannins and dolls and stones and, you know, what are true stones, what are true dolls, uh, we did a podcast with Dr. Zijian Sims. We could call him Sim affectionately. And, uh, of course, Bill Jax was on that one. It was episode 46. It's called Cause Science with Zijian Sims. So if anyone's interested in sort of genetic work and, and, uh, and addressing exactly what you're talking about, Jesse, is this, this fanon group and how genetically they're different from stones and dolls and, and that aspect of it. And it's not just like a black hair with a white animal. It's, it's, it's a, it, it's very sciencey for the science. <laughs> so. Good. I need to go back and listen to that one. I, I missed that one, but yeah, just getting more context and education on those sheep up North is, uh, is key. Yeah, absolutely. So, but this is a cool one. We sit down with uh, Dustin from Mountain Tough Fitness, 
And uh, they've been doing great work for a number of years. And, and what they do is they build platforms specifically to the mountain hunter. And so, and I, I've used their program before a um, number of years ago, and I liked it because it was like catering to what we do, right? And they, they've got a whole bunch of different programs. They got an app, you buy the app, and uh, he's generously donated uh, to our membership a free trial. Typically, they give a two-week trial. He's going to give you an extra four weeks on top of that. So for six weeks, you go out, try it out, see what it's like. Uh, Jesse and I, uh, we've uh, we've signed up for the full package. We're going to do it, and it sounds like details to come, but we're going to be sort of, uh, I guess, quote, training buddies in some aspect that will connect and kind of motivate each other. We're going to be kind of on the same program at the same time. Obviously, you're much more dedicated and better shape and much healthier than me, so I've got, I'm going to be, this is way harder for me than you, and plus I'm much older too, right? So. Much older, yeah. You're you're much much older. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think what like one of the things we talked about in um, uh, with Dustin was just accountability, and you know the platform um, is all of this information, but it also is a community of uh, of people that kind of hold each other accountable. And I'm one of those uh, those types that you know I need to be told what to do, and if somebody else is watching or if I'm held accountable somewhere, I'll get it done. Um, if I'm left to my own devices, then I'll I'll probably let things slip or, or just kind of be like meh or whatever and move on. So, yeah, I'm excited to uh, one. I'm excited to hold you accountable as well. Ooh, that's those are harsh words, my friend. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, for those of you that are listening to this and they want to check it out, uh, just head over to uh, Mountain Fitness, Mountain Tough Fitness. Just quick Google, you'll find them, and then um, the. You can download the app, whatever you want to do. And then there's a, a code. Uh, it's in the show notes. It's SHEEPBC. So Dustin's generously set us up with that. So all capitals, S-H-E-E-P-B-C, and you're going to get your six-week trial. And that's the same stuff that Jesse and I, we have access that way. And we're just we're picking a couple of programs. Sounds like we're going to work on the 16-week program. The uh, what, Which one is it uh, that we're doing? The preseason program. Yeah, um, back one of the tree hunter. The one I'm diving into right now. I was just watching it before we um, recorded. Was the Eat Mountain Tough? Um, just talking about nutrition and, and all that kind of stuff. And there's also the um, the mental. There's a mental ten day mental tough um, program to do that focuses on mental toughness. Which you know, those are some some key pillars that we talk about um, in the podcast. Awesome. So with that, we're off to, I think, this is officially episode 121 that we're uh, putting out to you guys, and uh, we're talking to Dustin Defenderfer. I'm probably butchered that. Sorry, Dustin. <laughs> Dustin from Mountain Tough Fitness. So enjoy, and uh, love to have you guys jump on board and train along with us. Justin and I will be talking about that throughout the podcast over the next four months as we lead up to our fall sheep hunts. Enjoy. This episode is sponsored by our conservation partner, Yeti. Thank you, Sitka Gear and Yeti, for investing in healthy wildlife and sustainable ecosystems. Well, good morning, Dustin. Welcome to Talk is Sheep. Uh, awesome to have you on the show, and uh, I understand it's a bright and sunny day in uh, Montana. Yeah, the sun is out, which is nice. We've had a really long winter here with a deep snowpack and so everyone's craving some sunshine for sure. 
Awesome. And uh, I guess you're coming to us from your podcast studio in, uh, is it in Bozeman there? Where's where's the office at? Yeah. Yeah. We're in Bozeman. We moved into our brand new research and development facility, which is pretty exciting. It was a two-year project. So two years ago, we agreed to build this building and it was all constructed around research and development for the mountain and military athlete and we moved in uh three weeks ago so pretty fresh brand new construction and it's uh right next door to stone glacier so which is pretty cool because we were neighbors for two years in our old building and did a lot of projects together and then they moved into their new one and now we're next door again so we're back to being neighbors and it's a good setup. Awesome. Well, so on this podcast for our listeners, we got uh, Director Jesse Bone on, Mr. Producer Man, and uh, he's all dialed. And Jesse and I are really, uh, really stoked. We're, uh, we picked up uh, a Mountain Tough Fitness app from, uh, from Dustin and the team there, and we're really excited. Jesse and I both have hunts this fall that we've been planning for, and we're, we're going to sort of articulate our story a little bit on, on the uh, podcast here and talk about our our training journey. So, uh, you know, we thought this would be a good chance to jump on with you, Dustin, and have a little chat about, uh, I guess the, I guess the platform, the app, uh, the ethos of what you guys do. So if you don't mind, let's start off with that. Um, let's talk about kind of, and, and, you know, I've been following you guys and using the app on and off over the years for a long time now. Um, but let's talk a little bit about your, your ethos and, and the, um, evolution and, and how you got to where you guys are today with, uh, Mountain Tough. For sure. It's been a, it's been a really cool journey. It's been, it's been pretty wild to watch just the evolution since we started, especially because Mountain Tough started about as bootstrap as you can. So it's been kind of one of those American dream stories for me, for sure. So I was a Montana kid, lifelong uh, Western archery elk hunter. And that was kind of in our family's blood. My dad was a, a competitive archery guy, and he had seven brothers, so I had a lot of uncles, and we just ran around in the woods hunting elk. And in September, archery was our big passion, and we spent a lot of time chasing elk through the Rocky Mountain West. And as I got older and into college, I started focusing all of my gym training on preparing for September, and it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. I was kind of a gym rat, and I was spending a lot of time lifting and trying to create programs in the gym that helped me get ready for heavy packouts in the fall. The interesting thing that happened was I met my wife in college and she was a uh, marathon runner and so then I started doing a lot of marathon running with her combined with my gym training that I was already doing and what happened was we went kind of deep down the marathon route and the ultra marathons started popping up and so we started running 50ks through the Rocky Mountain West. And a lot of times we were running in the same mountain range that we were going to be hunting in later that fall. But the real light bulb moment for Mountain Tough went off for me when 
we just got done with a big season of running. So we ran a handful of different marathons and 50 Ks. And it was one of my worst falls of all time, which created this light bulb moment that I thought it was going to, I thought I was going to feel the best, but I felt the worst, especially when it came to a heavy pack out and heavy packs. And really what happened was I had done way too much cardio and lost a lot of strength. And that led me to this idea of, man, someone should really train for the specific mission that a backcountry hunter faces. And a backcountry hunter had never really been treated as a true athlete at that time. And so this was in 2016 when, when Mountain Tough was founded. And no one was really breaking down the skill requirements of a backcountry hunter and training to those skill requirements. And that was really interesting to me because that's what all other major sporting organizations or the military would do. So like the, the NHL or the military is going to look at the job requirements of their athletes and train to those very specific job requirements but historically, a hunter was was dabbling in a little bit of cardio, dabbling in a little bit of weight training, and then sometimes dabbling with a little bit of rucking with packs on. And so it, that was the opportunity that we went after in 2016 was, hey, what if we treated a backcountry hunter like any other professional athlete and studied that athlete and trained to those skill requirements? And so that's what we set out to do in 2016. And it started as just three guys in the park behind my house. So I hung, I hung a logo at the bow shop and said I wanted to train backcountry hunters. And it started with a few people in the park. And it's just kind of exploded since then. We have, we have tens of thousands of mountain tough-ers, so backcountry hunters using the app every day and that's globally so it's hunters from all over the world that are training for a variety of hunts um, but it started just from a really simple idea that that we should treat this audience like any other athlete and deliver programming that that helps them perform on the mountain yeah, that's awesome you know and i've found that personally too you know over the years trying to develop something for my training programs off season on season uh the, the run up to the the fall and always just struggled and and that's where it totally connected with you guys right and you know you guys were catering to that so on that note then dustin can you talk a little bit about you know if we're talking about an ultra marathon or they're very specific cardio is obviously a heavy influence what what would you say are the core tenants for a backcountry hunter? What are what are some of the key focuses when you're build when the programs you built on? And I've seen the programs. What what's the core of it and thrust of it? And what are you guys considering in terms of uh, program delivery? Yeah. So the major pillars are for sure work capacity would be up there on the list, definitely. So that is. Um, really connected to muscle endurance. So it's not how strong an athlete is, like how much weight they can lift once. It's how much work capacity do they have 
to where they can perform day after day, um, which is really important for a backcountry hunter because a backcountry hunter, their sport is one of the longer events out there. So, for example, like a, a marathon runner or a football player, their sport is one, two, three, or four hours long, where a backcountry hunter has to typically go into the mountains for three, five, or seven, or ten days. And a backcountry hunter has to be able to be strong and healthy on day six after the mountain has beat him up for six days. And then a lot of times their biggest challenge as a hunter is going to come at the end of a long trip. So if you harvest a sheep on day seven of a 10-day hunt, now the, you know, the real big work begins and you've already been on the mountain for seven days. So work capacity is a huge focus of ours and, and that's how much the athlete can... Um, how much muscle endurance they have where they can perform um, high volumes of work over and over and over again without their body breaking down or causing an injury. We, we certainly focus a lot on mental toughness as well. And that was something that was kind of unique to Mountain Tough that, that hadn't been approached much from the programming perspective historically. But when we started when we looked at consistently successful hunters, we did a big research project in, in 2017 and looked at a lot of the hunters that had been successful for decades. And so we wanted to know the guys that were do-it-yourself backcountry archery elk hunters in the Rocky Mountain West, who who was kind of the the crowd that had been successful for 10 and 20 years when we analyzed all those athletes, some of them weren't as physically fit as we thought, but they were some of the most mentally tough people in, in the world. And so mental toughness is kind of baked into everything that we do. Um, our ethos, our philosophy, all our programming. And a big part of that is because we know that, that mental toughness is really almost as important as the physical in hunters achieving their goals. So that, that would be pillar number two following work capacity. And then the other pillars are, you know, we do focus a lot on, on strength, endurance, cardio, uh, stamina, nutrition. And then in the last couple of years, we're, we're focusing a lot more on, on mobility just to keep athletes really healthy as they train, uh, but really healthy in the mountains as well. Awesome. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the mental toughness aspect. So, uh, you know, being a sheep hunter, I remember that first sheep hunt I went on, and it was like, you know, we're we're halfway to where we needed to go on day one, and I'm like, I'm like, I, you know, you're, you're just done. You just, you hit that wall. And I, you know, I hear that quite often about sheep hunters that you hit the wall and some push through it and some never do. Some people get in the mountains and, you know, there's that famous Jack O'Connor quote. It's like, you're either a sheep hunter or you're not. You go the first time and either you're hooked for life or you never go again. And I think that talks to the mental toughness. But what do you guys put into your programming um, that makes, th- that I guess, um, that focuses on mental toughness. How do you train someone for that 
when really they're buy, you know many people sign up they think oh I'm buying this fitness app but it's actually mental conditioning as well um, talk about a little bit of your programming especially somebody that hasn't um, seen your videos and stuff how do you put that encourage that yeah so mental toughness for us you know it can be defined in a lot of different ways but a lot of the ways that we talk about it at mountain tough is is we need to teach our athletes to overcome adversity and we need to teach our athletes to turn ceilings into floors and turning ceilings into floors is one way we do it through our programming so in our programming a good a good example of just the analogy of turning ceilings into floors is some people may say that that running a 10k is something they've never done and is a big big challenge and so that is their ceiling but we know we can train an athlete up to be able to do a 10k at any time uh, any day of the week and just be ready so that that issue that used to be their ceiling is now their floor and so turning ceilings into floors is a big part of of building mental toughness and then the overcoming adversity is is a huge part and a, a lot of the most mentally tough people in the world are mentally tough because of mindset but also because they have a deep breadth of uh, cumulative experiences of doing hard things when they didn't really want to and so part of part of making an athlete mentally prepared for a hunt is just getting them to complete the program. So completing, you know, the preseason prep program, uh, they're doing a hard workout every day. They're creating a routine, they're creating that discipline. And so those are kind of just the basics, but the more, the more advanced mental toughness training that's inside of the program is, is each day, um, won't be the most challenging workout the athlete has ever done because that creates a lot of overtraining and burnout scenarios. But one day per week is going to be a very, very difficult and challenging workout. And so like in our new preseason prep program, that falls on Tuesdays in the program. And we design those Tuesdays knowing that the athlete is really going to have to dig deep and overcome adversity to finish that day. And there's even layers inside of that day we add to um, build that resilience and mental toughness. So, for example, we might have a workout that has a fake ending. Fake endings are a really good way to test and build someone's uh, mental durability. So, we might, you might think that we're going to be done in 40 minutes, but at 40 minutes, there's really a surprise ending where we're going to ask you to go 15 more minutes. Or we might design a workout where um, there's one in the program called the Mind Splitter where the reps are going to start really high, and then they're going to go down, and then they're going to go down, and then they're going to go down. So it gets easier each time you go through. Um but then you're starting to be fatigued and we're going to curve those reps back up. So you're going to finish where you started 
and kind of the last thing you want to do mentally is see those go back up, but we know that's going to make you mentally stronger. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of little nuances inside the program throughout each day that are helping athletes become more mentally strong. But we also have added a lot of content over the last 18 months that's just focused on mindset. So in Mountain Tough Plus now, the app, there's an actual 10-day mental toughness course that we're asking all athletes to take. And that course involves no workouts. So there's no physical workouts at all. That's all mindset training. And so it's all practical mindset training. Um, it's led by our colleague, Phil Cornerchuk. He came from uh, the Green Bray community, so 21 years of military mental toughness experience. And that one's 10 days in a row just to get people thinking about the mental toughness principles and start thinking about how to apply apply them into their own lives. So there's there's stuff that's baked into the physical program, but there's also accessory content just for practical approaches to mental toughness. Dustin, I think, well, so many things. Um, but I think for me, what I've, what I've kind of learned sticking in the silo of mental toughness, um, <clears throat> I'm pretty new to the mental tough game, I guess would be the thing, you know, grew up playing hockey and sports and, you know, can deal with the burn and fatigue on the body. Mm -hmm. um, but as, as for like, you know, knowing where that limit is or pushing that limit, I think personally, I'm, I'm a, I'm a person that stays on the positive th side of things. And I, I like to persevere through things, but for training for that, like I can't trust myself. I, I don't know the limits. So that's why I think the app and the programs that you have are so good because you can almost tell me what to do and tell me, you know, your yeah. limits further. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know the exact number, but you know, you know, or was it David Goggins that said, you know, when you think you're done, you're actually, you've only gone through, was it 40% yeah. of your capacity? Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's, I'm, I'm excited to dive into the app. You know, I poked around a bit, but um, I'm the type of person like I've, you know, I do a lot of, I live in an area that does, we do a lot of mountain biking. We do a lot of kind of endurance things. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've gone through, like I've had a cycling coach and stuff before. And, and when I'm coached and when I'm told what to do, I can, I can do it. When I'm not coached and I'm not told what to do, it's just all over the place. Um, so that's, a, I just, uh, I'm excited to dive into the app and just follow the program and just tell me how far to go and, <laughs> and how far to push it. Because I mean, I'm even going through, like, I have two kids and, and my son is uh, 13 and trying to teach him mental toughness is really hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just one of the things that's so hard to train for. A hundred percent. And I think it's really hard to train for mental toughness entirely alone. And so usually you'll see mental toughness shine when it's like one buddy taking care of another buddy or one buddy pushing another. So you'll see that in hunting trips and you'll see that in, in military scenarios where someone's really able to persevere and push to a whole new limit because their friends next to them are, or they need to 
encourage their friends or their friends are encouraging them. And that's one thing I love so much about the Mountain Tough community is now there's tens of thousands of like-minded individuals in there. And even though it's a virtual community, the one way it's building a lot of mental toughness is uh, if you take one of those Tuesday workouts, for example, the, that's going to be the mental toughness burner, just seeing a, that, that hundreds of other people are doing that workout that day and B seeing the other times. Cause you might look at that workout and be like, man, this is, this looks impossible to do in an hour. But then you'll see, you'll see like a, a 55 year old hunter from Colorado that did it in 48 minutes. So just knowing that that community is in there with you and all pushing together is uh, that accountability is a big part of, of the mental game as well. Yeah, I think that's, that's a key, key thing for me personally, when I'm held accountable, there's, there's no excuse. So find a way and, you know, somebody's on the other end watching or, or going to see the results. Um, Like I said, I do a lot of mountain biking and, and we all use an app that shows all of our, our up times and our down times. And, you know, we always poke fun at each other and, you know, you know, and you, and it's same thing. You, you go through like a, an hour long climb and you're like, man, that was a good effort. And you get up and you see that four buddies beat you on your time. You're like, oh, okay, I got to dig in. I got to get deeper. I got to get better. I got to get faster. For sure. That's something that you like. For sure. Yeah. And I think to your second point, the, the thing that's been really phenomenal over the last couple of years with the, with mountain tough is the, the COVID COVID pandemic definitely changed a little bit of the culture in the world around training at home. And so pre COVID, a lot of our programming was focused on gym equipment and pre COVID, like our preseason and postseason backcountry hunter program, Uh, Most people were going into a gym to do that because it required so much equipment or they were they were training at home. But that was only for the people that had a robust home gym. And then COVID, like 79 percent of people moved from a gym to start training at home and 71 percent of those people decided to stay at home. And a lot of the reason was they they liked it. They bought some equipment. It fit into their schedule a little bit better. But the big thing that really was pretty amazing out of that movement was all of a sudden a lot of kids started seeing their parents training really hard. And so kids becoming more mentally tough, like watching their moms and dads do these mountain tough workouts has been a big trend we've seen in the last 18 months because um, a lot of folks are waking up, going downstairs to their basement gym, pulling up the Mountain Tough app and doing their workout every day. And the kids are just exposed to that and watching that. And now you'll see a lot of them, you know, jumping in and wanting to try it. So I think a lot of that, that mental toughness can be absorbed by just you know, the family being exposed to it, which is pretty amazing. Okay. So I'll just, um, I'll tell my son, I said, sorry, Dustin said, you got to do this with me. That's how <laughs> we build resilience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I challenged my girls. I have, I have an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old daughter, and I challenged them to do 20 um, Mountain Tough workouts in a row from the app, and, and they did it, which was pretty cool. And, you know, they got done and I was like, are you guys going to keep going? And they're like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to take a break. But I think you still, you still see them kind of sneak down into the basement and they'll do one with my wife every now and then. But I think, I think just being exposed is a big part of that. Awesome. Um, so Dustin, for, you know, we look now, we're looking for people that are picking up the app uh, maybe some of our listeners that sign up for for the the app. Um, I'm 130 days out from my hunt. Um, what should I be looking at timing wise? When I, you know, I, there's obviously you guys got a ton of great programs there. There's like literally dozens. Um, what would you kind of recommend for for someone that's planning an August sheep hunt 130 days out? What should they start looking at? What should they start with? Yeah. So with training, it's always best to start earlier rather than late and so a huge mistake in training especially in the hunting community is is starting way too late and so starting late is usually where you'll see someone have a September elk hunt and they'll panic in mid-July and be like oh crap I haven't even started training and they'll start, and they're starting too late, which is better than nothing. But what happens is um, they usually don't have time for like muscle maturity and cardio adaptations to happen. So, so scientifically, you want to start as early as possible. And so, you know, the best possible outcome for anyone is they're training off season, in season. And then they're training um, in the accessory season. So that would be like spring and then continuing to train during season. But for someone right now that's getting ready for an August sheep hunt, definitely the, the science says 16 weeks of good training is optimal. So a 16-week program to get ready for your hunt is the optimal approach to take if you were going to start. Uh, a new program. And so that's four months of training. And then you want about a week off before your hunt. So you don't want to be training a day before your hunt. So you'd want to finish that program about a week out um, and taper and get some good rest and recovery in hydration and nutrition. And then you'll go into your hunt at optimal performance. And so our, our preseason prep program is 16 weeks it started as 12 and then as we looked at the research and science in more in more depth um, we added four more weeks so that it's a 16 week program because really some of those like uh, cardio adaptations take some more time uh, like vo2 max and lactate threshold all take quite a bit of time to build up and so Anyone who anyone who's going to hunt in September or August uh, of this year, they need to start now. And if if you're hunting a little bit further than 16 weeks from now, if your hunt's a little bit further out than that, the best thing to do would be to start a mountain tough on ramp program. And so our on ramp programs are 
designed to just get someone started, get someone into the app, um, walk them through some of the basics and show them some of the movements, add some mobility. And so that's kind of like step one where we can virtually take someone by the hand and kind of get them into the system on an on-ramp. And then we have a 30-day foundation program as well. So if the hunt's about five months out, you'd want to do on-ramp to foundation right into preseason prep. Awesome. So talk talk our listeners through a little bit about what what they need to do. They have to have a gym membership. Uh, what can they do at home? So let's and this is the one that I'm going to do. I'm using the preseason prep one. I've got that on my on my agenda here. So what kind of gear do they need and how do they need to prepare for that so that they can be successful? For sure. Yeah, so we we have a bunch of different paths in the app now depending on the hunter's fitness level and depending on the hunter's gym and equipment setup. So the the like the most robust product to get ready for a hunt is the preseason prep backcountry hunter series and that's part of our full uh, gym program. Um, we did add a lot of programming that takes care of the athlete that has minimal gear and then we also have programming that takes care of the athlete that has no gear. So someone with no gear that doesn't want to go to a gym or buy a bunch of gym equipment, there hit there is a full pathway in the app of no gear body weight training. And then someone who has like a couple dumbbells, a step up box and a kettlebell or two, there's a full suite of minimal gear programming in the app as well. So by no means do you need to have a full gym to do mountain tough. About like 51% of our customers now are training on minimal gear. It's become a, a really popular way to train, especially for a functional athlete. And, and they're able to incorporate their heavy pack into a lot of that training as well, which is great for a hunter. But the, the most ideal program is the preseason prep for a big rugged terrain high elevation hunt. And that requires just the basic gym equipment. So a lot of people are doing this from home. You don't have to go to a gym. But the basics you'll need for the gym programming are um, a squat rack and then a barbell with some plates and then a bench. And then you'll need a variety of dumbbells and a pull-up bar. And then we ask anyone participating in that uh, suite of programming to have one cardio device. And so if you don't have a cardio device, you end up doing a ton of running in that program, which is fine for some people. But it's nice to switch that up every now and then with either a spinning bike, um, an assault bike, a skier, or a rower. Uh, you don't have to have all those machines, but one of those options is usually what we recommend. Dustin, I, uh, I'm curious. So for me personally, um, I'm not afraid of the work. I like the work. Um, I like doing the workouts. I think the program's great. The thing that I, and I've kind of been obsessed with nutrition over mm -hmm. the past, uh, you know, 
well, past few years, really, but practically over the past few months. Um, and I started watching one of your programs about nutrition and talked about the three pillars to exercise, um, nutrition and recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, recovery to me, like, cause you can do all these workouts and I've, I've kind of been of that in the past <laughs> where, you know, do lots of activities and lots of things, but struggle with weight and struggle with that because nutrition's kind of just a, an afterthought. Um, or, you know, go on a big mountain bike ride and bonking halfway through and, and struggling because I never really thought about my nutrition and, you know, uh, fueling for it and, and then, and then recovery afterwards. So I'd love to hear, um, your thoughts on, on that, like nutrition and, and, uh, and recovery. And, you know, I've heard the, you do exercise and you, you get your protein shake within 30 minutes, stuff like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because that's a huge topic that we've learned a ton about. So May 1st, on May 1st of this year, we we are launching our brand new preseason prep program. So it'll be called Preseason Prep 2.0 in the app. But one of the we learned a lot around just human performance over the last couple of years, which is, which is cool because human performance is like an evolution. And I think just as a society, we've kind of only scratched the surface of what we're really capable of. And, and you see a lot of that with just how strong people are now that are training properly and, and how like far some of these ultra runners are running now. Like we've, the science is definitely taking people to a whole new game. And and we've incorporated a lot of that into the new preseason that is coming out May 1st. But one of the things that we learned a lot around that training program to your question is the recovery. And so we definitely probably historically in our gym – we were overtraining some athletes because we we were so focused on that mental toughness aspect that we we were pushing people really hard and definitely they weren't getting the recovery that they needed and it was a little bit counterintuitive that if we backed certain things off at the right time then the community came out way stronger than if we were pushing them hard all the time so I think focusing on recovery is really, really smart and wise, especially for someone getting ready for a hunt. You don't want to have any of those overtraining symptoms, which usually lead to um, a potential injury or an injury on the mountain because you're not going in as strong as you can be. And a lot of that is built, it'll be built into the program now. And so from a programming perspective, someone on Mountain Tough is going to see that built in so that we're, we'll have like a strength day followed by a difficult day followed by a recovery day. Um, So the sequence of programming days take care of a lot of that now. But then after that, it, it does come down to a lot of what we call the basics now. If hunters will focus on sleep and making sure they're getting adequate sleep every night, 
is probably the biggest needle mover that we've seen when it comes to uh, rest recovery nutrition aspects is start with sleep. Um, definitely start with making sure you're getting that seven to eight hours of sleep every night. And as soon as you see someone kind of flip that switch and make that switch in their life, uh, the rest of the human performance elements become a lot easier to address because it is very difficult to wake up early and train if you're not getting enough sleep. It's really difficult to focus on your nutrition if you're not getting enough sleep because athletes usually wind up um, they wind up hungry and tired if they're not getting enough sleep so then they're not focused on the quality of their nutrition so we always start with sleep and look at that and see if people are doing okay there and then we go to hydration for the basics so we really ramp up the amount of water that they're drinking each day because most, most people without any human performance education or background are only about at about 20% of what they should be. So we start getting them closer to that gallon a day, which is really uh, uncomfortable for them at first because that's usually significantly more water than they've been drinking. But what happens is you see there, when you start being properly hydrated and sleeping properly, um, the first thing that happens is just mental clarity starts coming up to the level that it's supposed to be at. So when when your mental clarity is elevated, then like making good training and nutrition decisions becomes a lot easier than if you're tired and underhydrated. So we always go sleep hydration, and then the third thing that we always look at for the basics is protein. So we go sleep, hydration, protein. If we were going to start with anyone and, and look at where they're at, those are the three things we start. And those are really simple changes that anyone can make in their life. And if you just focus on those three and, and don't really worry about the wide variety of other recovery and supplement methodologies that are out there, if you focus on those three, it, it's a game changer for sure. And protein's pretty simple. We we just try to get everyone up to a body uh, a gram per body weight, and so um, some people are able to get about seventy percent of the way there with the food in their diet, with the protein in their diet. But then we usually have them add a shake or two. Uh, especially someone, especially someone who's training really hard on a mountain tough program, they need that extra protein for recovery because protein is the building blocks of muscle. And so, without it, um, they're putting in all this hard work without all the benefit they could reap from the program. So, with regards to nutrition, then. Dustin, what are what are some of the the key tenants that um, obviously the protein aspect of it? What else? Um, and does the app specifically address some of these these issues, or or how can they how can someone adapt their eating and their lifestyle to to give them the best chance of success? Yeah, so the app has a program in it called Eat Mountain Tough, and that's where I would have everyone start because nutrition is really 
individually different for each human. And so the best way to approach nutrition is to learn the fundamentals and then build a plan for you. Because everyone's so different, that that seems to be the best approach. And so our Eat Mountain Tough nutrition program is all educational based. It's inside of the app and it's nine videos that just walk a hunter through the basics and then the 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 capstone event at the end of those nine videos helps the hunter kind of build their own program. The reason that we went that direction is nutrition is different for males and females. Nutrition is different for uh, a 20-year-old and a 60-year-old. And then nutrition is different based on uh, people's metabolism, lifestyle, and so it's really nice to, to learn the basics of macros, um, body type, and then goals and objectives, and then have the hunter kind of build their own plan from there. And do you guys see people bringing in nutritionists to support them, or what, what do you find for that? Yeah, we do. That's always what we recommend is is start with Eat Mountain Tough, which is going to kind of teach you the basic elements of building out your own uh, lifestyle plan for nutrition. And then for more in-depth problem solving, uh, more complicated goals or, or complicated um, diet restrictions, it's best to just reach out to a nutritionist and get some one-on-one advice. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, great, great advice there. I think I, I'm going to need some help in that area too. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, um, the lab and research and, and, uh, I know your program is unique in the sense that, um, you guys spend a lot of capital building these programs up and, and, you know, ton of research um you've built the new facility there that you use for for testing and a whole bunch of other things so how important is that to what you guys do in terms of uh, building your programs it's huge yeah so our our founding our founding ethos was to always have a lab in the the reason that we needed to do that was it is pretty easy to write a really hard workout, but it's difficult to write a workout that is making a difference on the mountain. And so we needed, we needed a group of test athletes so that we could always see, is this making them stronger on the mountain? Are they able to stay on the mountain longer? Are they coming home less sore and with more energy to be with their family? And so the lab has been a critical component of Mountain Tough since day one, and it's probably even more so than ever before. We really amped up the game on the research and development side over the last couple of years. So just for example, like right now, we have a three o'clock test group. The three o'clock test group is... 11 different athletes that are all backcountry hunters, but at a different 
level. So some are hunting for their first time this year. Some have been hunting really hard for 20 years. And then we have males in that group. We have females in that group. And we have 20-year-olds in that group. And we have 50-year-olds in that group. So that giving the giving us the ability to see how the programming is affecting all those dem demographics is really important to uh, building a program that we can then put online and allow the world to use just because we need to know if it's, if it's doing what it's supposed to across all those different demographics without causing any injuries or overtraining. But then we're able to talk to that community and really see, you know, how'd you feel in the mountains last weekend? Um, were you moving quicker or slower? Are we packing on too much muscle? Uh, are you recovering? And so connecting with those athletes day in and day out has been a huge part of, of Mountain Tough's history. And those test athletes are really kind of driving our decision-making on the final products before they go into the app. I love hearing that. It's like one of the, I'm a process guy. Um, and, you know, I guess the tendency of this app world is to, you know, build the app, build the, the programs and just let them be. But it, um, it's definitely not what Mountain Tough does. Um, constant work of um, refinement and exploration and, and um, how you can constantly improve is... Um, is also encouraging as an app user that you know you're kind of getting the 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 front lines of of development and and research and not just from you know a scientific lab it really sounds like you guys put in the work to apply it to us hunters that really want um that really want to perform well in the field i love how you said also <laughs> be able to come home and still be with family and not have to lay uh, on the floor for four days and not be able to play with your kids. Um, I think that just, that just to me says that you understand and you have a good clear mission of, of what you're trying to do and what you're trying to create and, and who's really uh, benefiting from what you guys do. So I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, it's been, it's been cool. And it, it has been a constant evolution. A lot of times now we talk about, in a lot of ways, we are our biggest competitor. So, like, we are our biggest competitor because every year we have to try to make a program that's better than last year's program, which is really fun because, you, you know, last year's program we know – change the lives of a lot of different hunters but we know there's a few ways that we can make it better and just testing and experimenting all the time has helped us do that so the one thing i want to touch on before we wrap up dustin is you know what's the best what's going to give the people the best chance of success so you, you've had your platform and there's no you know people fail or they quit or they you know, bow out all the time, right? So what's the best chance of success for moving forward with your app? What sort of things can they do? And then how does a person, when they hit that wall, when they're like, okay, I'm, I'm not doing the workout today, I'm just done whatever priorities or the exhaustion or whatever the case may be, 
what what gets them how do we get them to that next level and and get them to to not fail using the mountain tough fitness app yeah there's three things related to that question that have that have changed the game the first one that i would have all athletes do is start with the on-ramp program so the on-ramp program is going to feel really really simple and basic to some people especially some people with like um training or or like high school or college sport backgrounds but it's nice to start on an on-ramp and talk and learn about the fundamentals and the on-ramp solved that problem of someone starting a mountain tough program and being so sore that they want to quit in week one. And so our earlier versions of programming had athletes uh, a little bit, we were pushing them too hard out of the gate. And so the on-ramp is definitely the way to go, regardless of your fitness level. Even if you're an elite athlete that's been training for years, starting with the on-ramp changes the game. It's really simple. It's six workouts every other day for two weeks, weekends off. They're only 20-minute workouts, but it gives the user a nice experience where they're not going to get banged up on their first workout ever. They're not going to be sore. They're going to learn kind of how to use the app. They're going to meet some of the team. So I highly recommend the first thing they want to do is the on-ramp. And then the second thing they would want to do is the 10-day mental toughness program. You could start both of those at the same time. So if an athlete was going to start today, they should start on-ramp day one and then start day one of the 10-day mental toughness course. So the mental toughness course you could do like in the morning or the evening. Most of those videos are 10 minutes long with about 10 minutes of homework. But that mental toughness program, uh, you know, it's not a workout. It's all mindset curriculum. It really changes the game on getting someone locked in on, all right, this is why I'm doing this. This is my purpose behind this. And then their chances of success are significantly higher. And the third thing that I've seen change the game for success over the last few years is finding someone to do the program with you. And that doesn't have to happen, but definitely it creates this bond that keeps someone so accountable and disciplined to the program. And those people don't have to live in the same town. They don't have to be in the same part of the country. But if you have a buddy and you're like, hey, we're starting Mountain Tough today. We're starting on-ramp today and mental toughness day one today. As soon as we're done with on-ramp, we're going into preseason prep together. That changes the game real quick because your buddy's going to call you. He's going to check on you. He's going to see how you're feeling. You're going to give each other crap about your times and have someone to suffer with. Uh, those would be the three things that I would recommend for anyone to do. Okay, cool. Excellent advice. How about somebody that that missed a day? They just, whatever, something came up. And 
and then you get fall in that trap like oh i missed a day and i'm like well i missed a day i'll miss two and then all of a sudden it's a week and then all of a sudden you're screwed so what what sort of strategy do you because i found that like uh, you know i don't sometimes uh, good accountability and then something comes up just whatever maybe it's a family emergency i don't know i can't even think of what the scenario is and then it's like oh i skipped a day and then all of a sudden it turns into two so where do how do you kind of address that issue yeah the the thing that we've seen help with that question is and some of that's covered in the mental toughness curriculum is one trick and hack that helps with that is this concept of of training every day no matter what and that mindset is pretty like highly adopted by like the elite special operations units and it's it's not as complicated as it sounds the the philosophy once you like apply it to your life is pretty cool and it's basically like if i miss mountain tough today and i was supposed to do mountain tough today i'm still going to train today no matter what and but you you just make that really simple so it's like dang it, like I missed my gym time. I can't make it back to the gym. I at least need to like go for a 12 minute run by my house or I need to do like 50 pull-ups in my basement before I can call it a day. And it's kind of like making sure you do at least some sort, doing something hard every day, doing some sort of training, but it can be six minutes. It can be eight minutes. It doesn't have to be this whole hour long workout. But adopting this mentality of like, I'm going to do some sort of training every day, whether that's a walk outside or a bike ride, or I'm just going to do five laps on these stairs real quick, just so I can at least say like, I got something done today. That changes the game because you are right. You don't want to get too far behind in a program because programming wise, you do need to start over for some of the specific strength periodizations to take effect. And if you get in that rut of starting over, then you start pushing this program right into the middle of your hunting season. So the, the training everyday mentality, the, what it does is it starts to create a situation where people start missing a lot less workouts because they're like, I'm going to find a way to, to make this happen no matter what. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's great advice and uh yeah, do something. <laughs> Something's yeah. better than nothing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um yeah, we, we've dived into a lot of stuff and I think what we'll do is like Jesse and I are going to embark on this program here and um and probably bring you back on for more discussion kind of partway through if if we could find the time, Dustin. Um yeah. I, Jesse, is there anything else that you want to jump into before we kind of wrap up? No, I think that was, I mean, mental toughness is a, is a big one um, that I, I'm glad we touched on. Uh, nutrition and that recovery was also, a, like, a little bit on recovery. It's And that's why the app's so good because it can be like, oh, no, I need to, recovery is important. I need to just not do anything today because, well, I'm sore. You know, it's a slippery slope that way. So, again, like having a program because I don't trust myself to make those judgment calls. So having that program to tell me what to do, you know, um, I've done that kind of training before where it's, you know, you do two or three hard days in a row. 
but then you're still, you know, doing active recovery and essentially it's, yeah, I love the do something hard every day and um, you can gauge what that, that hardness is based on what your capacity is for that day. But um, no, I think from, from my perspective, I'm, I'm excited to get going. I think I'm going to start with that on-ramp and the mental toughness um, right away and then get into the, the preseason prep. And um, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm pretty jacked and excited because like I said before, I'm, I just need somebody to tell me what to do. And that's exactly what Mountain Tough's going to do. So I'm excited. That's awesome. Right on. So Dustin, if uh, our listeners are interested in your program, what's the best way for them to get signed up? How do they, uh, can they check out the program? What's involved with that? Yeah, so it's super easy to sign up on Mountain Tough. Mountain Tough Plus app is available on all major app stores. And so you can go to mountaintough.com and click Start Free Trial. Start Free Trial will give all Mountain Toughers a 14-day free trial. But we do have an exclusive um gift for your listeners which is super awesome but your listeners will get an additional 30 days for free so they can do a full 30 days of poking around and testing the mountain tough app for free uh, by using the code sheep bc so it'll be all caps all one word sheep bc and that'll add 13 or 30 days to their free trial and then they can start a program. They can knock out that full 10-day mental toughness course. They could complete the full on-ramp program uh, before they even make a decision. And then from there, the app uh, gets downloaded either on your phone or smart TV. And it's native on the Apple App Store and it's native on the Android App Store. But it's also fully native on all the smart tv apps now so you can get it on uh, roku apple tv uh, amazon fire stick and a lot of people are doing that these days for their garage and basement gyms oh that's perfect actually i i think um i was i was looking at that and i was like how do i get this on my tv and i was just gonna whatever like stream it or whatever but uh yeah that that's cool i'll check that i didn't hadn't realized that it was on on there so that'll, that'll be a perfect addition so cool man well that's that's super exciting i'm really uh stoked about this and jesse and i'll be talking about it uh as we podcast along on, on our journey and some of the train wrecks and some of the successes we have and uh but uh really stoked about uh about this program dustin appreciate all you do and uh, you know like i said i've used your programming in the past really really found it um I like how it's catered to what we do. It's really specific, and it's uh, it just feels good because lots of times there's been over the years I've been on programs and I'm just using it, and I'm like, how is this applicable to what I do? Like it just doesn't even really make sense to me. And I feel like with this programming, it's so specific, and it really, really feels like it's a right fit for a hunter. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you guys and Kyle and Jesse. Can't wait to to hear about how the training goes and really stoked for your guys' hunts this fall too yeah thanks Dustin really excited appreciate it alright awesome we'll have a great day and we'll we'll touch hopefully this uh, we'll make this a regular thing we'll get you back on and uh, you can keep us uh, sorted out when we start uh, if we get off track in any way shape or form so 
Yeah, I definitely want to hear about how you guys are doing on the program for sure. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, guys.